Welcome to another episode of the podcast Off The Track. We've got a very special guest today. He's got a bunch of Australian records, represented Australia in the Commonwealth Games. Please welcome Jack Hale. Thanks for having me, boys. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, man. Um, Thank you. Yeah, first, obviously, most people would have heard about you when you were 16, burst on the scene, kid from Tasmania, runs 10-4. Breaks the Australian under 16s record. Freaking crazy, man. <laughs> no, it was, it was a weird time. Like I was, uh, I was obviously 16 at the time. So to have, sort of have that thrown, thrown out there. Because I was actually, the thing that not many people know, there are a couple of weird intricacies to that story being the fact that my previous PB was 11.8, which was about Ooh. 18 months prior. It's a bit of an odd one because I, I was sort of just a, a guy that would do a bit of bit of long jump here and there. I think I medaled at nationals once in my long jump, and I was wrapped with that. And then I decided to get into a bit of training. Prior to that, I hadn't done anything. So from that sort of March 2013, where I ran the 11 eight, I was like, all right, let's let's train it up. Let's see what we can do. So I got a coach. We sort of trained for a while. When I went from 11 eight to 10 four, and that was sort of everything that's kicked off this journey so far. Wow, that's crazy, man. That's crazy, yeah. <laughs> Chuck that first race up, man. Because 16 years old, 10-4, that is, that's something. The funny thing, you look at this, it's long jump spikes too. <laughs> You're flying, man. That's crazy. So where did, it, where did it take you after this? You just got back to training. Like, what, what was your goal after this? Honestly, man, it sort of blew up real quick after that. Like, I was a 16-year-old from Tassie. I was doing decently in a in a sport that if you are doing well, you will get a decent amount of notoriety from. So being a 16-year-old from Hobart, not obviously a massive sporting city, it was, mm. uh, there was a fair bit of attention and media thrown around that event. So... It was just back to training as normal and then sort of changing some goals from a kid that just wanted to jump far and do a bit of long jump to then sort of, all right, I can sprint, all right. So let's let's aim for that uh, World Youth Champs, which were around about nine months after that. So, yeah, the, the, the focus sort of shifted just from a, having, a bit of, having a bit of fun at training and going and a couple of times a week to let's see what we can do with it and have a crack at the world level. So how'd you go there? Was that your next big one nine months later? Yeah, that was my next big one. And honestly, it was shocking. Like I I sort of first ever experience, I think I came 10th. Oh, no, I don't even want to say that. Let's say definitely top 16, somewhere around there. Um, It was a bit of a... I wouldn't say that's a terrible performance, mate. (laughs) No, 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 not at all. I'm not saying that at all. um, As a 16-year-old, I think I was 17 at the time then, obviously being eight, nine months later. Not the worst performance I could have, but definitely not my goal because going in with a 10.38, I, I think I was ranked in the top four or five and I sort of came out and ran 10.6, 10.7. So that's never nice to sort of open up a international campaign with that and then actually false started in my 200. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, things happen. After, these things happen, don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Uh, goings for a 17 year old at their first international comp yeah you mentioned that um there was a lot of publicity around that first event and you burst onto the scene and like you said tasmania not not a big sporting state 
So you really got to, especially in athletics, you've really got to make your own way, build your personal profile, get sponsors and try to make your own money that way. Like you've started a business, haven't you? Hailstorm, the sprinting coaching. Yeah. So sorry, as like a 16, 17, I was making decent money in comparison to sort of now. It, it, it's a it's a game of it's a game of media notoriety at the end of the day because without it, there isn't, we we're chatting before we jumped on here about sort of contracts and contracts from the national sporting body, which isn't in relation to other sports where there is sort of that big media attention around it. We don't see the monetary funding mm. as a lot of the other sporting bodies will receive. So for me, as a 16, 17 year old, I was receiving nothing from, uh, as Australia as a whole and then NAS, uh, support system because it's very top heavy in the sense that they, which I totally understand and respect that, but I, I definitely feel that can be a, a way through for a development pathway for young kids to keep themselves motivated in the sport. And it doesn't have to be a monetary sort of backing in that sense, but I think there can be much more guidance and backing and sort of seeing talent develop into what it really could be in the sport instead of either quitting or just going to another sport, which we've seen from a lot of, yeah, because yeah. if you're fast, you can carry over into most sports and someone will pick you up. Yeah, and absolutely. And that's where, yeah, that's where the most house people do think about, like, think about money and that's why they leave. Yeah, and track and field is like kind of base of every single sport, like running. It's mm. you do in every single sport. You, you just don't run playing chess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like you mentioned before, the Hellstone performance business side of things. I saw, like I'm studying sports science at the moment, something I really... I enjoy sort of human movement in the sense of sort of bettering someone's bettering. Yeah. Bettering, making someone move better. Yeah. Very general terms. And there's definitely a market for it in the, in the movement world, but in, in specific terms, sprinting. And as you said, it's, it's so specific to 99% of sports out there. And if I can make a kid move better and run faster and they see that, that's awesome. Yeah, and it does super super well into other sports. Well, yeah. you're doing your part to help the athletics community in this country, which is what we're trying to do with this podcast. What are some uh, other ideas you have to try and lift up athletics in Australia? I, I, I just think it's definitely that developmental pathway has to definitely increase. In the early in, years. Yeah, absolutely. Because mm. honestly, like you see. It's pretty sad when you can see guys like Trey Williams, I'm sure you know, he's a sprinter around 10-10, he's the fourth or fifth quickest man in Australian history. He got offered a bit of cash to go play rugby and he didn't bat an eyelid at it. Mm. Okay. That's pretty rough to see that. And Do you know how much yes. he got offered? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure specifically, but I... Because <laughs> I'm trying to think imagine. if I'll do it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, I, I don't have any... There's nothing, no malice thoughts towards his decision yeah. to do that. I think it's not the dumbest thing he's ever done. Yeah, so. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. If, if absolutely. He, good if on him. And if he can get he to do that. Absolutely. Good on him for doing that. But it's just a bit sad that we do see athletes. That happens quite regularly. If it isn't going to another sport, it's just yeah, it, they stopped enjoying it. Yeah. In America, that happens a lot. Like a lot of um, sprinters, they like play NFL or even like basketball and they just prefer that because when you get off like a rookie contract you're like a millionaire like you just sign up and you're a millionaire 
And in yeah. athletics, if you sign up a pro contract with the, like a Nike, Adidas, or Puma, you're mm. not a millionaire yet. You know what I mean? So yeah. absolutely. And, and normally, and normally, those pro contracts, they are just for gear, like gear and extras. Like oh, when you get like um, some like nationals or I don't know, like area comp uh, events and everything, they give you like a payment as an extra. But sometimes it's so just gear. <laughs> In general terms of sports, uh, track and field contracts in, uh, for talking Nike, Adidas, Puma, sort of everyone's sort of coming up now trying to get it. It's very top heavy, um, yeah. which, which which I do see. I, I get it. I, I do get it, but I definitely feel there's there's room for support in the earlier developmental pathways, as I've talked about in the last 10 minutes. But like the, the sense of, no, you're right. You, you say... There's, it's very top-heavy when we're talking about money, contracts, everything like that. But if you're just going to give someone free gear in athletics, they're wrapped with it. Yeah, it's a really, really odd. It's a really odd thought pattern. They're, they're absolutely wrapped with free gear and sort of just happy to leave it there in a lot of cases. Um, which is it's odd because it, you you don't see that in many other sports. And I, I get it's a it's a marketing thing, and I get that we don't have the biggest sort of eye public eye. View. Yeah, it's all about numbers. Yeah. Like. It's just a money Absolutely. game at the end of the yeah. day. Like you mentioned America, their track and field is is really good. Like yeah. granted they have a lot of really good athletes, but their culture around track and field is is pretty big. Like yeah. in their high schools and their colleges, yeah, they have teams. They, yeah, that's they, what I say. Like every single athlete that like going in high school or even middle school, they do track and field and another sport. Mm. And when they are in off season, they do like track trainings and everything. So... But I think it's it's the the fact that they have teams and they have someone to support. I think that really helps the yeah. general vibe because we don't really have that in Australia. And I and I think like their like school and like college um culture is pretty strong. It's competitive like, and you yeah, have a like, lot of support. Like, yeah, when like like their parents like I'm from this university, you're going to that university, and they like gives uh like supporting mm. like finance support to those universities or even high schools and everything, and like parents uh finance um like bus uh track yeah. gear and everything for the athletes and everything so besides, yeah, the culture is very different man besides state relays you don't really get a lot of like team environment like <laughs> for, yeah. for a team like unless you're a fan of the sport you can go to a track classic or something like that and that's pretty cool yeah. or every two years you get like a olympics and come off games and you start hearing about all the australian athletes but other than that man it's it's pretty quiet it's pretty quiet yeah yeah, that's how we heard about. That's how we heard about Jack. We got his uh, race at the come off game. What's up, mate? Yes, mate, just fired up his car. I'm not sure if you can hear it. Oh no! Nah. Oh, no, no, nah. that's cool. Sound quality yeah. is uh, good. Yeah. Uh, all good. Now nah, show the um the relay. All right. Yeah. We so this is a 2018 Gold Coast come off games. Is this the final? No, this is the heat. This is the heat. That's some nice spikes. Mm. Thank you, bro. Is that is that the one you were talking about that went to that's, Union? Yeah, that's, that's He's Australia. a big unit. <laughs> He's a big boy. You can go for on it. Forward it. Uh, I wouldn't see. <laughs> You're a true fan, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Man, look, look at these stands. 
That's crazy. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. I wish I went and watched that. Who is it? Oh, Trey no. Williams. Okay. So he's Who not competing. Trey? He's not competing at all in track and field now. No, he's a rugby sevens man. Yeah, that'd be fun. For him, you'd unless, kill it. Unless he version the Fiji. Yeah, that was a good one. So who's this one? Second leg. Is this my one? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Man, how was that feeling? How was that feeling? Um, <laughs> honestly, one of the most amazing things I've ever seen because, like, you, you never. Damn. Uh, it's the first thing you pointed out the crowd, the crowd, it's packed. Yeah. yeah. And you don't, look get at that. you don't get that Damn. a lot. <laughs> Bro, that's heat. And look at. <laughs> Oh my god, that's crazy, man! Oh. No, it, it was it was packed, and obviously it's it's Gold Coast come games like yeah. you to watch the Australian, well, the majority there to watch, yeah, the Australian drum. It's a home crowd, and the the atmosphere when you walk in, especially in the team environment, especially sort of in that yeah. four by one walkout was insane. Like oh, I didn't experience the individual side of things, but the four by one was insane. It was just the best racing experience of my life. But like, yeah. Um, like not getting experience on the like single events, but people love to watch, uh, relays. Yeah. So like, yeah, some, some people like they don't even watch the, like the hundred final, 200 final, but they watch the, the relays Mm. because it's more fun (laughs) and everything. So I promise you, I don't like just doing the relay. I just noticed, sorry. It's not, (laughs) I noticed here um, uh, that you guys don't mm-hmm. use the acceleration zone. Like, you start already inside the. I don't. I don't know how to say that in English, bro. The, the uh, zone. The yellow tick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have like ten meters. Yeah. So that you can start early. Yeah. Yeah, but everyone is inside. That's crazy. So why'd you run third? Like, is that something you wanted to do? Or? No, see, see, there's no. So the relay excel- acceleration zones have actually changed. So there's no longer an acceleration zone. There's um, it's just uh, a thirty meter. Did they paint it? Um, uh, so okay. instead, of, um, instead of having yeah, I know, I know that is like there's like twenty, and they used to be ten. But uh, on 30. on like old um, old tracks, they just um, they didn't paint it. But this one does just have the yellow tick. Yeah, yeah. Is so that they, like, got, yeah, that's probably that. like 15 between each one, right? 15 meters well, between each line. No, no, we, we got, so you got now, so it used to be two yellow ticks 20 meters apart and then 10 meters back from the first yellow tick, you'd have that acceleration zone. Yeah, now it's yeah. just, now it's just the two yellow ticks. No, but meters. it's 13. It's, oh, sorry. It's 30 meters right, right now. 30, correct. Yeah. So that they probably extended the yellow tick instead of like, painting back they just st- extended the yellow tick like f- 10 meters there and there and just put like 15 i don't know it looks weird <laughs> it's the first time i've seen <laughs> sri lanka in a race <laughs> <laughs> so, that's so why'd you run a third leg i don't know we um i like i'm decent on a bend and yeah, ron ron and myself we've, we've definitely we did a lot of work in that acceleration yeah uh, and that's that change Trey is your best runner, hands down, for that first leg. You can't put him anywhere else. On he's the just block, his yeah. start. Look at the quads on his yeah. Out of this world. So, um, yeah. 
have someone like him, it'd just be a waste to put him in second, third, or fourth. So yeah. that's Rohan so, who ran in the second leg. Yes, that's Rohan a second, and I'm pretty confident he was probably moving the best at that point in time. So, um, yeah. And there's another. There's a race of you and Rohan that we've got here. It's a, it's a worth a shot. So tell us about this one firstly. So this was the race about an hour and a half after I'm a, after I ran my PB. So this is uh, about 90 minutes after my 10-12 run. Um, this is Ooh. the final, so I ran my PB in the heat. Um, this is the first time we lined up together for a while, so it's a bit of heat going so on. So 10-12 puts you sixth fastest of all time in Australia, right? Yeah, sixth fastest of all time. And the, um, the race the week before I ran 10-14, so... It was a good, good, good season. Yeah. Oh, it's a good start. Nice start. Larry, bro. <laughs> You're going to have to do a block session with me, Jack. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's crazy. So it was windy and doesn't count that one, eh? Correct, yeah, it was 2.2, I believe. When was this? Uh, February? Yeah, February 1st. This year, just before everything sort of... Uh, oh, man. Took a bit what of a bummer. Yeah. What a bummer. So you were on the road to the Olympics then? Uh, yeah, so are you are you familiar with the new Olympic qualification system? I heard a little bit about it, but yeah, tell us. So basically, it used to be... So in any other Olympics in history, I would have already qualified. They, is, that, uh, is this they, a, just an Australia uh, thing or is this around the world? Just in Australia. No, this is the World Athletics. Really? Yeah, new World Athletics system. So the qualifier was 10-16 in Rio. Yeah. It was like 10-17 in the year. I don't know, something like that. And it went, it was pretty consistent around that 10-2 to 10-15 sort of area. Um, so for Tokyo 2020, they said, all right, we're going to have two levels of qualification now. We have you can run ten oh five and you're automatically in, which is obviously insane and maybe only I'd say less than twenty in the world would get that every year, or you could you could be top fifty six in the world based on rankings, mm. which I don't I, I like that like personally that that's good for me I'm in a good because you get extra points based on where you're running and how you place and blah 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 it's just sort of let's just say in this race I ran ten ten I came second so I'd get my points for 10-10 minus the wind plus my placing points. It's very odd in that sense. And they take the average of your top five runs. And for me, I was sort of sitting top 40 in the world out of, and they take 56. So I was definitely going this year. I just got to keep the ball rolling into next year because they've yeah. cancelled. Okay. I was, we were very lucky in Australia. These, these, these races count. Um, they basically said no races are going to count until December 2020. We don't think it's fair enough to uh, on anyone else in the world to sort of keep these races rolling when other countries can't do it. Yeah. So they've, they've canned it for now and they'll get it back up and going in December or January. Yeah. It's like in Brazil, they're impossible to run. Right yeah. Now, so <laughs> it's crazy. So who's coaching you at the moment? Adam Larkham. Sorry? Adam Larkham. How long has he been your coach? Uh, yeah, three and a bit years now. No. Oh, shit. It's fair bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole Olympic cycle almost. Yeah. So yeah, we've, um, we've always talked about sort of third year is always going to be a big year from the, from the get go. So mm. it's a bit disappointing to let this one sort of slip by, but still young, mate. Think, still a spring chicken. No, absolutely. And I think, I think I'm very lucky. Yeah. It's, it's sort of been, 
yes, I would have made it, but I think I can definitely run better next year. So Do you have a manager? Uh, yeah, and he, he looks after my stuff, but it's obviously very quiet at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, there's nothing happening right now. But yeah, with because I'm saying like with that time, you you could run really good like meetings in Europe or even in America. They could pick you in like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Meetings. And that, that was the plan this year to run 10-10 or quicker Yeah, and get into races because there's no reason you can't get into very good quality races with that sort of time. Yeah. And I've sort of... Before this year, I was my PB was 10-19 and that sort of... That puts you in the category of every other decent sprinter in the world. Yeah. When you start running 10 and quicker, that's when you start to get into some more high-quality races. So that was yeah. my goal this year to run 10, 10 or quicker and put myself in a position for selection into certain races. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. That's nice. So what does a training week look like for you? How many days are you on the track versus in the gym? I'm going to deload week this week, so it's pretty chill, which is nice. Oh, yes. But um, it's the first time I've heard an athlete say deload week yeah. besides myself. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, talk us a little bit about how you structure your training. Uh, so we generally work around, so best case scenario, no COVID, we're on the track five days a week in the gym, two, three days a week. And, um, Did you say five, couple of days. five days a week on the track. Yeah. 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 And sure. we, um, we love a good, we love a good three, two, one session every week. So that, that's definitely my nice little. <laughs> that's what, that sounds like fun. Eh? Yeah. Have you, would you, would you go over a 400? Uh, in yeah. In the off season. But we go. We sort of, oh, in a competition. No, I'm sure well, my coach will make it one day. But um, we do four, three, two, one session sometimes with a slower 400 to kick it off. But, um, yeah, that's sort of how my week kicks off. And then we move into, uh, we do a bit of speed. Bit just, of, just for curiosity, what is the pace of the 400? Oh, in the four, that's slow, slow. I mean, like 65, 70 seconds. Oh, but in the yeah. 300, so our, our three, two, one sessions are, 300, 200, 100 at 100% intensity of four minutes. <laughs> what do you go around in the 300? Yeah, not slow, not not quick, quick. But um, <laughs> we, I don't know, we, we tickle around like 33 seconds generally. Um, we try yeah, and... That's fast, bro. That's very fast. That's where it's a bit... Um, it's mentally extremely hard in those sessions to get yourself up because yeah. you know you're going to... Even even if you run thirty four seconds in the three hundred in that session, you're gonna hurt. Yeah. Like there's no no sort of room because no. even even that intensity drops, it's sort of a hundred percent effort slash intensity session. Like mm. if the intensity's not up, go for it. Like there's no matter so for and only four minutes break, it's over and done with, but it's just it's the most painful thing I do on a week. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. crazy. So what are you, what type of stuff are you doing in the gym? You mentioned deload uh, week. Is that mainly around the weights, or is that included at the track as well? Actually, the track sessions. Like I'm, I'm very, I'm not, a, I'm not a big boy. So we're trying to, we're definitely trying to put on a fair bit of functional mass in the sense of the force development, um, which, which I definitely have a lot of room to improve on compared to a lot of the other boys in Australia. And I think that's going to be probably my biggest, my biggest advantage going into this year, sort of having that big big strength block, um, whereas the technical aspect of my training moving to Adam Larkham a few years ago, that's just been my number one priority for a lot of years now. Mm. So I think we're slowly nailing that sort of work top end, which I'm happy with. It's just now about getting that strength base up, which yeah. is which I've... Does he do the difficult. strength training for you as well? Or? Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah. 
He's a physio as well, so it definitely helps my training to yeah. have oh, him at the track every what's session. Your, what's your favourite uh, exercise in the gym? I'm a deadlifter. I love a deadlift. <laughs> I'm, a, uh, I'm, a, I'm a squatter, but definitely not a full squatter, like a half squat. Yeah. Big, uh, big fan of that. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I was I was listening to one of the podcasts earlier and someone was talking about quarter squats and someone, I'm not sure who it was, that didn't like them. I think it was, was it one of you guys that did Yeah, it was Jack. And I told him <laughs> that quarter squat is good. And... I don't know. I don't know. I'm undecided. Yeah, bro. You I'm, ha- I'm going to stick to full ha- squat for now, but I just I don't know. You had three professionals talking to you that half <laughs> quarter squats is good, but okay. I don't know, man. One of them is your bullshit detector. <laughs> but okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll see how it goes. We have the finals. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You got a final, the um, relay. We'll watch that. Yeah. This is a, uh, this is a rough one to watch because oh, I was It was raining a little bit. I just noticed. Was it? Like, because they, yeah, didn't didn't get the finish. Uh, Some nice spikes there. Eh? Nike, bro. Just, Just the second time, man. The did orange ones. Did us. <laughs> Who was in the Jama- Jamaican team? Uh, it was Johan Blake, uh, Warren Weir. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> those oh just those two. That was pretty strong already. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with the South African team, they had Simbine bringing it home, which is a bit of a bit of a tough one for Josh. Uh, well, yeah, they had the two fastest guys there in the last leg, oh. in Johan Blake and Simbine. So that was a bit tough. Yeah, that's crazy. You ran a ripper third leg, but man, you got the. Yeah, let's just watch it. <laughs> Every hundred meter runner takes so long to get into the blocks, eh? No, it's a joke. It's an absolute Especially the Americans, eh? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a good start. This is a lengthy change. Like, this is scary. Oh, that was a good change. Yeah, it's perfect. Ooh. Yeah. That was a good change too. Damn. Look at that, look at that bend. Oosh. What a feeling. Damn, look my boy here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Fourth place. That's crazy, man. Plenty of time. So to you get your Oh, he was Harry devastated. Look. You got Harry Aikens to bring it home for Jake Bruton. Johan Blake for Jamaica. And Sandino for yeah. South Africa. Never going yeah. to be easy to hold off that. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. Still plenty more races to go, man. So, with the um, hailstorm coaching, is that just mostly targeted at kids or is that something you want to do after athletics? Yeah, so I mean, at the moment, it's 90% sort of youth from 12 to 14 sort of age group. But I do have a few older guys which, older guys which love it, and that's, that's much more what I want to move into as I sort of progress academically and in the sporting world. Like, as I said, I'm studying sports science at the moment and wanted to move into a more sport performance-based 
area and sort of drag that into hailstone performance in my later years. But you hear a lot of a lot of people studying anything, sort of exercise science, sports science, talk about they want to make they want to make money doing in sport, working with elite athletes, and that's obviously the thing you hear from ninety nine percent of any graduates in that field. So for me, I really want to move it into a more specific field of I want people to come to me in 10 years time, hailstone performance to learn how to run more efficiently. Um, and I think it's definitely a space that a lot of uh, teams can utilize. So by then teams in other sports as well. You're talking. Yeah. And I, I, I have a fair few, I have a few footy boys now, a good, good little soccer group going on. So I'm learning a lot in that sense. Like I think I back myself into top end speed mechanics and how I can, help people with that. But there's a lot of learning for me as well. I, I teach these kids how to run straight, but they, they, I definitely learn a lot every session about them and how younger kids move and how, how change of directional speed is so important in that sort of game. And that's, that's definitely my biggest, my biggest learning curve over the next few years is change of directional stuff, because obviously I have a decent base knowledge in top end speed mechanics, but change of direction is so critical as you know, in any other sport. So yeah. yeah. That's obviously what I want to develop going forward. And to answer your question, I just want to move Hailstorm performance into a, an elite setting where people can come to learn how to move more efficiently. If that's, to put it simply, run faster, that's awesome. So you, are you based in Melbourne? Yeah, based in Melbourne. So a bit stiff at the moment. Um, we had yeah, four, Melbourne's doing it tough, man. Hey, it's, it's not good. 700 cases a few days ago, 600 yesterday. So we sort of, I think we're moving into... You guys good, man. Some, yeah, we got, we got a good compared to Brazil. <laughs> In Brazil, oh, oh, bro, more than 5,000 yeah. cases per day. So well, Now let's talk about the yeah. And our president's <laughs> like, okay, no, that's fine. It's nothing happening. Yeah, okay. That doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. But no, we, um, like, I, I'm, I'm over here now. Everything for me sort of as normal. My coach has got a good, he sort of moved his gym outside into an outside, outside little setup. So we've got, good S and C sessions there yeah, and tracks. That's cool. Disappointing thing though is the government has set guidelines in place to say any outdoor enclosed sporting sorry, any like outdoor confined sporting venues, you can only have a maximum of ten people in. Mm. You rock up to the track and you see guys oh, like playing football in the middle of the grass. Yeah. Mm. It's like guys I, I I don't want to be I don't want to be that guy and I don't want to be sort of I don't know what the right word is. I don't want to feel entitled to the fact that I should be able to use the track. But if you're going to play footy, can you just go to another oval and not use the middle of an athletics track where only 10 people are allowed to train? Yeah. It's quite yeah, irritating. And it's, it's just <laughs> so, so you can't even get on the track? Well, 10 people at a time. So if I rock up and there's 10 people... There, oh, so it's 10 people in the whole track. It's not like 10 people yeah. are like, you know, some space. So you oh rock up sometimes... That's crazy. You, you can say, like, oh, no, they're using the field. We are using the track. That's a different <laughs> venue. <laughs> oh, man. They basically said if we rock up and there's 11 people there, it's not just the 11th person find, it's all 11 people inside the venue. Oof. Far out. So you're sort, of, you're sort of throwing yourself in a bit of an opposition when you're policing adults on what they should be doing. Yeah. A bit of a, <laughs> yeah. a, bit of a sad reality at the moment, but... Look, it's all tracking along well. I think there's a lot of common sense that should be coming into play that isn't happening at the moment. But yeah, what can you do? Can you do your bit? Well, it's not not stopping you, man. You're obviously training really hard, getting ready. What's the next big one for you? You just all uh, eyes on Tokyo, or yeah, Tokyo. And I think 
obviously nationals to qualify for that. But there's a fair, there's a few more stepping stones to get in place. And mm. if that's me getting a few more races under my belt to keep my world ranking up, yeah, that's what it is. And sort of use nationals as that sort of because nationals scores super super well on that new scoring system. So use that run well there. Um, Diamond rock League, up in shape. Diamond League, make some money, <laughs> travel in Europe. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Nah, yeah, of course. Ten or something, bro. That's easy. Yeah, you, you have yeah. a really good time. You, you, you should be like able to go or something. You should aim like a season for that, especially um like those season um yeah because now now you're kind of um, I don't know it's kind of confusing because the Olympics went to 2021 and normally 2021 like one year after Olympics you have the World Championship. Mm. And the the year after you don't have nothing, mm. so that year is a good, really good year to compete. Yeah, because all athletes are not like uh, uh, yeah. they are like just I don't know. It's like that's, their that's, their that's, games. Year. that's when we do com games. Ah, uh, okay. Ah, uh, but that's yeah. really good. So you have common games and you can make some money on Europe. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> just that's about making money. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but that it's a really good like um places so um like get recognized when you run in you know, like a big stage like yeah. you know diamond league or something mm. people like start like who is this you yeah know I mean? and good for sponsorship yeah you know? i think i think the most critical part of that though is actually not just running 10-0 in the australian season it's about let's rock up to europe in shape yeah because <laughs> yeah. just so many and don't get me wrong it's, it's a it's a very very hard sector to period periodize in the sense of Let's run fast at nationals and run fast three months later. It's very difficult, but yeah. the people that can do it right are the people that can perform well at major championships. Like I can, I'm sure I can run 10 out in Australian championships or Australian meet prior to that in February, March, but it's critical in July, August. Yeah. And that's mm. the, we had that talk. Yeah. <laughs> we had this talk here on two, I think in two podcasts on uh, the Haley one and yeah. I don't remember the other one. But yeah, I think it's crazy. Like for me, you guys are crazy to having like to peak off the season and you have to peak on your guys off season. So like, oh my God. It's tough. It's tough. And that's, that's where, um, that's where common games in Gold Coast was so brilliant. And that's why we saw such good performances from Australian athletes. Like yeah. we, we raced a month and a half after our uh, Australian championships. So you guys are in like. Is that just because shape? of where our summer's place though? Like they don't want us. Like peaking for winter, because it's a summer well, sport. But in Brazil, we do that. That. What do you do in Brazil? Like in Brazil, our season it's the same as American season. We race on our winter and their summer. You know. Oh really? Yeah. We don't. We yeah. Like oh, this time, right. we we were all competing there. I wonder why it is like that here, because we have like rugby union, rugby league. It's all winter stuff, so. Maybe they're trying to cater to There, there, was, a, there was a good know. initiative from Ask Australia last year. They did compress the season into sort of a decent block of that, which was really cool to see. So we didn't have to sort of stretch ourselves out from January to March, April, which was awesome. But I definitely think there's room to yeah. think more high performance. Mm. And until that high performance sort of thought and competition comes into place, it's going to be very hard for Australian athletes to do do well twice a year. Yeah. Which in general, in general terms, it's never going to be easy to do that. And as I said, the people that do it right are the ones that do well. Yeah. 
All right, well, you're probably the best person to talk about it. Make some waves. <laughs> no one's going to listen to us. <laughs> All right, man. Not yet, not yet. No, not yet. <laughs> Need a few more likes. Wait, wait. <laughs> All right, man, I think we'll call it a, call it a day. We'll um, have you here, man. When yeah, when, when you come down to Nationals, we'll have you in Ooh. in the studio, do another podcast. Yeah. Man, I'd love to rock up there. It looks elite. Yeah, it's cool, man. <laughs> We get table service this, and everything. This is all fake, man. Everybody oh, that, get, that yeah, everybody CGI. gets here was like, "Oh, I thought it was a bigger like." Something. It looks yeah. it looks better on camera, man. But like once you get in here, you'll see like an old dryer and an old fridge. Yeah. Sometimes the garage open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit happens, man. man no worries. Yeah. Oh right, man, good luck with this season, and um, we'll, where where we can find you? you yeah, what's your Instagram? Yeah. Mate, underscore underscore Jack Hale. Someone has Jack Hale, so underscore underscore Jack Hale. It is. Yeah. If you want to shout out your your, your business, business, that's your time, yeah, man. I was, oh, man, I've shouted out enough. I think if, <laughs> if anyone sort of anything speed development based, Hailstone Performances, you go to, and yeah. hopefully all you right. see. It. We'll, we'll, yeah, put, we'll all put, put all the links in the description. So yeah, we got you, man. You're gonna be famous, bro. Just, 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 for just sit me tight. No worries. Thanks famous on the track and off the track. <laughs> Ooh, you're about to blow up after this episode, man. <laughs> Thanks, gentlemen. See you. All man. right, see you, man. All right. Is he gone? Uh, yeah. Press. Yeah. Oh, it's good quality content. That right. was good. Yeah, just that was good. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I don't know if you've noticed, but Josh isn't in. Yeah, he's nah, he's right there, bro. Yeah, he's, he's right here. There. Nah, you, he, you guys can't see, but he's there. <laughs> <laughs> nah, a couple no, couple days ago, he said he's not gonna continue on with it. He's just gonna focus on his training. So it's fair enough. Yeah, gonna have to get a new logo done up. Gonna switch to a pretty pretty boy here. Gonna. Maybe just Photoshop <laughs> his face out and put yours on there. With the Australia T-shirt, nah, bro. Ah, you got it. Nah, you got to get a leopard print. Yeah. Dressing down on. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. Nah, That'd maybe I don't know. Maybe he couldn't handle the media attention, like getting recognized in the street, millions of followers. And oh yeah, that's be so tough, famous, man. Yeah. Like he he can't go to the shops. Like I was with him these days, and bro, every like every corner. You Me Josh? My, my phone's blowing like, up. What? My, I got I got all these appearances. I got to go on Channel Nine. And I didn't get any recognition, bro. I was staying like behind the camera and everything. You are now, man. Oh, shit. Just me and you now. Oh, <laughs> but no, no, no. Jo- joking, like all the jokes apart. But yeah, yeah. He's still good, bro. We see him at training and that. Yeah, we be him on the training, bro. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. He he needs to focus on his track and everything and. We we will be here anyways. Like we we'll keep you up all the episodes and everything. And Each week for free. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all for free. So if you can help out the sponsors, Primal Human, our good buddies, they're very good sponsors. Yeah, we have all the links and we have the discount code. And if you use all the discount codes, you get like what, how many it's percent? Like five or ten percent off. Yeah, and that's it. What else? That's it. Subscribe yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on all our socials. All the de- details will be uh, in the description. And yeah, that's it. See you next week. See ya.